Welcome to Life Issue with AC. I'm super excited. How are you doing today? I'm excited because Christmas is just here. Always a time to celebrate and celebrate and celebrate our Lord Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Fan F Radio, you are so awesome. Thank you so much. So without wasting much time today, let's hit it. We started answering a question asked by one of us on how to handle infidelity in marriage. Infidelity is cheating in marriage. She said that her husband is cheating on her and as a Christian, she wants the best approach. So us to succeed because she still wants her marriage and her man. She's a wise woman. So we began with the wrong approach last week in fighting this huge fight. We started with a wrong approach. We just said, number one, I mentioned that you do not become a monitoring spirit. You cannot monitor an adult. Stop monitoring your husband. You know, now you're checking his phone. Now your husband said he wants to go and pee you. You send someone to go and check and be sure that he's actually doing that. You see, do not become a monitoring spirit because you will end up hurting yourself. And then secondly, we talked about don't confront or fight the side chick. I call them the outside woman because they belong outside. They don't belong in your house. They are not part of your family. So why fighting them? So do not confront or fight the outside chick. Okay? And then we said the next thing we talk about is that don't push the man out by confronting him. Stop the quarrel. Stop nagging. You're a stupid man. You're a foolish man. You are irresponsible. You are not even ashamed of yourself. I will disgrace you. And you're already disgracing him. And that's something that men don't like. Bringing down their ego. So that will make him go out. Go back to the same woman you're trying to bring him out from. So don't confront your husband. Don't nag. Don't quarrel. There's what they call dialogue. And we'll talk about today. You dialogue with your husband, you do not quarrel. Don't close your communication door with this man, your husband. I mean, if you still want the marriage, except if you don't want the marriage. But if you still want this man back, you still want everything to come back as normal, please don't close this door of communication. That's what we talked about right last week. So now, don't cheat back. Remember, your husband has no reason to cheat on you, so he's not justified by any means for cheating. Likewise, a woman does not have any reason to cheat on her husband, so don't cheat back. If you're a Christian, remember you have a master. He's coming back soon. When he comes, what are you going to tell him? You're going to tell him because, uh, Lord, it's because my husband cheated on me, so I wanted to pay back. So you don't cheat on him. You don't cheat back. And then there's something I want to add, us, add today. Don't complain to people who cannot offer any positive solution. People who earn more 
they will end up adding more injury to this matter at hand. You know, some people have argued this because there was a place I was called to talk to women about this. So I had a woman that asked me, so I should keep quiet and die in silence. Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't say so. Definitely you're going to have someone you're going to talk to. That person you want to talk to, who is that person? Who is your mentor? Who are you following? Listen, if you have a friend or a mentor that all you do with her is just to gossip about the world and every other thing, you guys don't come and pray together. You guys don't study together. I mean, the word of God. You guys don't talk about your marriage in a biblical way. It's a wrong track. You're in the wrong track. Come out of there. Come out of there because it's not going to help you. This person is going to carry the whole of your heart experience and pour on you. And by then, when you start applying those experiences on your own husband, you're going to be making a very dangerous mistake. So, mind, be careful of who you talk to. Or don't talk to people about it. There is someone you could talk to about this. And then, don't take decisions or steps before reflecting. See, when you hear that your husband is cheating on you, and when you you, you, you catch him or you get a, 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 a reasonable information about this, about cheating on you, you see, it's, it's very easy to react. And it's very easy to get angry and it's very easy to walk away or to do any nasty thing, right? But please, remember these words. Don't take steps or decision before reflecting on the matter. You know, don't act quickly. Rather, take time apart immediately to calm down. You really need to calm down. This man has really touched you, like touching the lion on his tail. Like, I can't take it. I understand. But you need, you really, really need to calm down so that you can make a wise decision. Because when you're angry, you can never, ever come up with anything positive. So this this is what we talked about last week. And so today we want to just go straight to what you should do. What's the right approach to this? If you're saying that this is not the right approach, so what's the right approach? Now we're looking at the right approach today. And that's uh, fighting the right way. Fighting the right way. So, number one, first and foremost, we're going to look at forgiveness. Yeah, I understand. I understand you're going to feel like forgiveness easier said than done. Well, <laughs> it's easy to forgive. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how. I know it's painful. Just hear me out. I know it's painful. I know you're going to feel very angry and hurt. Yes, I know all those things. But forgiveness is the first thing you're going to do. See, you have to make a choice to forgive him. You see, it's coming from you now. You know, no one is going to come up from heaven or here on earth to push you to forgive this man. No, you, you and you alone will make a decision to forgive this man. You just have to forgive him. We understand how painful it is. But, you know, and how hard it's going to be for you to forgive this man. But this is where grace steps in. You need grace. Remember, 
The life that you live as a Christian is not your own. It belongs to someone. And that's our Heavenly Father. He bought it with a price. So he's your maker. You can talk to him. Ask God to help you forgive your husband. God, ask God to help you love him again. Like God to give you a fresh love. Because, I mean, after all he, he has done, when you look at him, you feel like, you know, walking out of this man's life. I understand. Yeah, but you need grace. You ask God to give you this fresh love so that you can still love this man like you used to before you had the information, before you caught him red-handed, like cheating on you. And you know what? God, because he's in the business of marriage, he will surely respond. He will give you a heart, a heart of a baby. You'll be so surprised that you're able to forgive. Yeah, because the truth is this. If you cannot forgive him, then you cannot do other things I am about to share with you. When you are so bitter, you can't produce anything positive. And don't forget, to err is human and to forgive is divine. This is the reality of this statement. The reality is in the doing. When you look at this, this person that has so erred, but you are able to forgive. Forgiveness is divine. And that's why you will ask the Father to give you the grace to forgive. Like I said, it's so hard. It's so hard to, you know. Someone said, Madam, you know that I can forgive him, but I will not forget. True, you will not forget. I mean, did you, did you have memory loss? You won't forget because each time you look at him, you remember there was a time he did something. But when you forgive... God has given you a heart of a baby to forgive. So when you forgive, you let go so that things will keep moving on. Remember you need this marriage and remember you still want this man. Okay? So like I said, it's so hard to forgive, but the Holy Ghost will help you to do that. He will. So when you forgive, you're setting yourself free. This is the first advantage you're going to get for forgiving this man. You're setting yourself free from any form of bitterness, anger. Because anger is a spirit. You're setting yourself free from that because it, it, it might destroy you at the end. And then when you forgive, you're actually doing the will of your father. Your heavenly father will reward you as well. I know you will say he doesn't deserve forgiveness at all. You will not understand. If I tell you the story, you will know that this particular one you cannot. There is nothing God said that except if a man do this to you, that is when you cannot forgive. He said he will forgive everything. He even asked, someone asked him how many times one can forgive. You know the rest. You know the answer. And I asked, does anyone deserve grace? That's my question. Does anyone deserve grace? Do you deserve grace? Yet, Christ still accepted you after all. So act like your heavenly father. Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's not because we were righteous. And I said, oh, see these righteous people. Okay, I cannot die. No, we are yet sinners. That's what the Bible said. And he still died for us. Your, father, your husband has wronged you. Forgive him. Forgive him. Remember, this is a challenge that that comes from the devil. It's only Satan that comes with such challenge. He doesn't like marriage. He doesn't. And you know, his aim is to is to steal your joy. That's what the devil wants. He wants to steal your joy. 
He wants to kill your faith as a child of God and destroy your family. Please don't let him. Don't let him do that. Just let God do his job. Let God do his job in and through you. Forgive your husband. That's the first thing we're looking at. Then secondly, like I said earlier, do not complain about and, you know, going about telling everyone about your husband's faults and his weakness. Like someone asked me, so shall I keep quiet and die in silence? Not at all, but be mindful of who you're speaking to about your marriage. I speak to experienced women. You know experience is the best teacher. That was one of the response I got. But I want to tell you something today. This is a lie from the devil. Lie of the abolished life. Experience is not the best teacher. Rather, experience is one of the ways we learn in life. The best teacher is who I've come to introduce to you today. I want to tell you the best teacher. He is the Holy Ghost. If you're a Christian, if you're born again and you have the Holy Spirit, he is your best teacher. If you're looking for someone with plenty experience and someone who is advanced on earth, then talk to the Holy Spirit. He is the one. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. That tells you that the Holy Spirit is the oldest and the doer of God's word. So our, our second step to handling infidelity is to talk to the Holy Spirit at all times. Concerning that man. Okay, let's go to the next thing. The next thing is to have the knowledge that all men are not the same. I don't like when people say all men are the same. You know, he's a man now. They are all the same. No, they are not the same. They are not. Every marriage is unique. Remember, every marriage is unique. Your husband is definitely not my husband. Therefore, your experience can never be my experience. So they may look alike, but they aren't the same. Men may at some point share some futures, but that doesn't make them the same. As a matter of fact, no two persons on earth are the same. God created everyone with his uniqueness. So no two people are the same. So what works for your man may not work for me. And then that takes me to a, a movie that I watched years back, you know, a lady that had a friend, you know, so they always visit them, they, they, themselves, like go to, um, they go to their families, like see each other. So she goes with her own husband to visit her friend and then she see how the friend and the husband she said that her husband is not romantic so and she needed a man that is romantic women funny <laughs> so her friend had a romantic husband so she would take her husband to her friend's house and then like you know 
She see what works for them. She asks her friend, what can I do to make my husband, you know, how can I seduce my husband? How can I make him romantic, you know? The friend said, oh, it's easy now. It's very simple. Then her friend had told her what she does, that she will come and wear, um, wear her skimpy ways. The moment the husband is back from work, she will go in front of the television. She will just be acting funny. And then the man will not call her and that's it. So her friend like, okay, I think I'm going to try it. And she said, no, just try it. It's going to work for for you so she went and bought uh, some skimpy wears you know wear bone straight hair you understand looking take away so the man came back from work and she just posed in front of television she was just acting funny the man just looked at her you know the man is not romantic so he doesn't even understand what's going on the only thing that came to that man's mind was like my wife something is wrong with her the man quietly went inside the room, picked his phone and called, quietly, called two of his friends to come over so that they could help him take the wife to psychiatric hospital because something is wrong with this woman. <laughs> so when he called, the woman was still acting funny when they bashed in, the men bashed in, so the man bundled her. She was now shouting, honey, I'm fine. I'm honey. I'm just trying to be romantic. Honey, I'm just trying to seduce you. So he said, no, I know. I know that all is not well. That's how they bundled her. So the rest of the story is history. So you see, that, that means one work for her friend did not work for her. So please, please, every man is unique. What worked for you may not work for me. But there is only one manual that works for all men. And that is what I've come to introduce to you today. That manual is the word of God. Kick the real enemy out of your world with the word of God. The real enemy is not your husband. It's the devil. He has come to steal your joy. Do not let him. Talk to his manufacturer with a manual given to you to direct and guide you. Every man has a manufacturer, and that is God Almighty. He manufactured every man. The Bible says that he, hold, he, he owns the heart of a king. He talks it to and fro, at any side he wants. So why not talk to that manufacturer of that man? He has given you a manual. The manual is the word of God. Go through the word of God and start speaking the word of God on the life of your husband. Definitely you're going to see a result. You're going to see a result. If people in the world could actually run to Baba and ask Baba to give them concussion or charm that they can use to hold their husband, what about you? You have you, you God the Bible says he has given you power. Just the way Jesus has power, he has given it to you to make use of it here on earth. It's not when you get to heaven, it's here that you exercise the power that you have. Say, as many that have received him, I have given them power to become the sons of God. What are you doing with your power? So it's the power that God has given to you. The same way they will run to Baba, Baba will give them concussion. They will come back with the powder and pour it on. The Baba will tell you to pour it on that man's food. And then you, you, should, that you should not say, um, Emeka, 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 you belong to me forever and ever. You shall not look at any other woman. And then you will not go and give Emeka the food. When you not give your husband the food, your husband eats the food as he's eating. Maybe he has planned to go and visit the other woman, the outside woman. But while he's eating the food, his breath will just turn immediately. Some, he just starts like, baby, you're looking good. I never knew you're this beautiful. I never knew you're this, you know, story will change. You guys watch movies, so it happens. Why not use your own power? 
Your power is the word of God. That's the man who has given to you. As you are serving that man, you are praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, he belongs to me and he will not share my, his body with any other woman. His body belongs to me. His souls, everything, we have become one. We, are, we have become one and we are one. You keep talking. You keep talking. As you are serving him that drink, you are talking. As you take this drink, you are loving me more and more. You are talking because that is where your power lies. Make use of the talking power. That is where your own power lies. So the manual is what works for every man, not the experience of other women. So make use of the manual, which is the word of God. And then let's look at the big one. <clears throat> this one is something you just have to do, whether good or bad. Pray for your man always. Pray for your husband always. Do not pray for him when you're in trouble or now that you are finding out that he's cheating on you, you started working from one prayer house to another. I want to pray so my husband will stop cheating on me. No, you pray for your husband when things are okay. You pray for your husband when things are not okay. That's investment. That's what they call investment. Prayer is investment. When you pray before time, you, you, you'll be avoiding a lot of things. But some people will wait until they are into, in, in, in that mess before they start praying. No, pray for your husband. Always, every day, pray for your man. Now, every woman should have a war room where she settles her matter. There should be an altar in your house. Don't complain. Ask God exactly what you want. Some people, some people actually have an altar in their house. Some women know how to pray. But at the end of the day, they will be like, I'm tired. I've been praying for this man for the past four years and he's still like this. Nothing is changing. You're not praying. You're complaining. Don't complain to God. Go straight. Ask God exactly what you want. Many times Christians complain in their prayers. Instead of praying and asking God what they want. That's what I'm saying today. God wants you to be specific in your prayers. Be very specific. Ask God what you want. And God will do it for you. And someone say, someone that cheated on me. And you're telling me to pray for him. How am I going to pray for him? Let me tell you why you should pray for him. Pray for him because you love him. Pray for him because both of you have become one. Whatever that affects him is going to affect you. Pray for him because you don't want him to be destroyed. Listen. Your husband took you to an altar, altar of God, and he made a vow. This man has broke that vow. So he's very vulnerable to Satan. So save your husband because you're the only saving power right now. Save your husband by praying for him. Also, the Bible says we should pray without ceasing. So why can't you pray? Someone asked me, so how long, how long are you saying I should pray for this man? You will pray for him as long as you know him. Till death do you pass. You will pray for that man. You keep praying for him. See, there's what they call push. Pray until something happens. You have to keep praying. There's no time to stop. So talk to God about your man. When everything looks okay, talk to him. When everything looks ugly, talk to him. Don't say my husband is a good man and he's, a, he's highly disciplined. I know that is not his, uh, cheating is not his problem. You know women is not his problem. You know my husband has self-control. Remember... Men are moved by physical appearance. What they see, they are moved by it. That is why you should pray for him. You should pray for your husband because hmm, take charge through prayer because hmm, 
your husband goes out to work and he sees one woman and the, the, your husband does not want but the woman wants pray for your husband you will not understand what i'm saying pray for him and let me tell you one thing don't go and pray for your husband because he cheated on you. You now start praying. Holy Ghost fire, consume the side chick. Let her die. Let her perish. Father, consume. Make my husband poor so that he will be humble. Remember, a poor cheating husband is the worst thing that could ever happen to you in life. You can even enjoy a rich cheating husband. You see that poor one? You don't know if it's poverty that you're facing. You don't know if it's the cheating. Do not pray for your husband to become poor so that he will be humble, so that he will stop cheating on you. Do not pray, Holy Ghost fire, consume the side cheek, destroy this one. No, that is not the right way to pray. That's why I say pray the right way. Pray for him in the right way. Pray for him in love and understanding. Don't forget that life is spiritual. So get him back spiritual first and then you will do the physical side of it because there are physical things you should do also to keep your mind. But first of all, you have to take care of the spiritual ways of handling your husband. Remember, it's not your responsibility to fix your husband. You cannot do it. It's not your responsibility. It's, it's God's responsibility. So you can't do God's job. Your job is to love, respect, and pray for him. That is your job as a wife. So you have to take your place immediately. Then by the time the Spirit of God takes over, you find the best time to have a frank talk with your man because you need to have a dialogue with your husband. Like I said, I told you earlier, do not confront him when you're angry. It's, it's going to end up quarreling and, and knocking. So what you're going to do is to make a time. When you have settled it spiritually, you meet him physically to have a frank talk with him. Address the issue at hand. Don't pretend as though nothing happened and then you have it in your mind. Each time you look at him, the thing will just bite you. No, you're going to say it out. You know, don't complain. Please, you have to dialogue. Dialogue with your husband. Dialogue with your husband. Speak with him, you know. Talk to him. Tell him, honey, this thing that you did, honestly, I'm so angry, but I've forgiven you. Why? What happened? Why did you do it? Hear for him. Let him lie. Men can lie, okay? So let him lie, but hear something. From all the lies, you're going to pick one or two points. You know, something that actually helps the thing to happen. You're going to pick it when you listen to him. Don't forget you're a warrior and a pillar. So work on yourself and also to know when it's, when it's time, okay, to pray. So that, you know, there are spiritual manipulations and influences. Your husband may not want to do it. He didn't plan to cheat on you. But there's this secretary that's always using this charm. When once you apply that hot perfume, your husband will fall. Pray. Every woman should be praying for her husband. That's all I'm saying. Every woman should pray for her husband. Whichever way you can pray and pray the right way. Learn how to play with him. Let your feelings out. Be open with your husband. Ask him questions and listen to him. Make a choice to always forgive him. He should be your best friend. Laugh at every situation. Don't react. So when you are done talking, please, I beg you. Because I know how this frank talk used to end on the bed so but before that please you guys have to hold hand together and pray hold hand together and pray concerning the issue make sure you seek medical attention it's very important so that you be sure that he has not you know he's not affected or whatever you know so that you guys will be okay before the lights can go off you know what i mean so finally fight the right fight the right way with the right weapon 
A woman is a warrior, remember, and it needs to be awakened always. Some women fight the wrong enemy, and that is fighting your marriage. When you fight the wrong enemy, you are fighting your marriage. Ask God to do what only Him can do. Just get out of the way so that God will do what only Him can do. Never forget to win any fight you have. To win any fight you have, you have to have what? The right and the best strategy, wisdom to win. There is no magic to praying. Just go to your inner room to pray. Get rid of everything that can distract you. Choose to believe God. Pray for the heart of your husband. Your husband, take your time and then listen to God. Surely you will smile at the end. Please don't forget. Quit fighting. Let God fight for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm sure with all this, you'll be able to take care of your marriage. And I assure you, if you apply all these things, you will have your marriage back. You will have your man back. And my prayer for you today is that your marriage will come alive. Your marriage is revived. Any woman that is going through this challenge, as you pray to God, he will answer you and you will change everything and you will begin to enjoy your marriage. Your joy will be back and your marriage will be healed forever in the name of Jesus. Have a lovely day.